This is the Gartner Podcast for Supply Chain Leaders. Hi, and welcome to the Gartner Supply Chain Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Caroline Chumakov, and twice a month we sit down with some of Gartner's best thinkers, innovators, and leaders to share with you timely strategic insights and tactical tips you need to drive supply chain success. And for today's episode, we're here to talk about how supply chain can drive customer loyalty in a disruptive environment. Joining me today to share some breakthrough findings around how supply chain shapes the customer experience is my wonderful colleague, Susie Petrusik. Susie, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, Caroline. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you back. So my understanding is that this wasn't necessarily a straightforward research project focused on customer experience. So what started this research and what were its roots? Sure. Yeah, great question. So we started this research about the middle of last year, 2021, a period that we all know many of our clients will remember as characterized by very severe supply constraints. So many of our clients were experiencing that. And, you know, it's it's sort of a common refrain these days that the world had been facing and probably continues to face disruption after disruption after disruption. And supply chains were really seeing the impact on their organization of this volatile period. So in our research, typically we start each of our interviews with our clients with a question about the top challenges facing them over the next 12 to 18 months. And during that time, when we started the research, and even now today, it's very rare when a client doesn't describe this very situation. As all good supply chain leaders are, they were concerned about their ability to deliver high quality goods on time and in full. They were concerned about customer loss. They had mounting back orders, no or low inventory, an increase in prices, the early signs of the inflation we're seeing now, and delayed shipments. And this is definitely a familiar narrative for so many supply chain leaders today. There's there's a lot of pressure to drive customer centricity and customer experience from the supply chain organization. But this is a, an extremely difficult environment for supply chain leaders, different in kind in a lot of ways than what most supply chain leaders are accustomed to. So can you tell us a little bit more about that in the environment? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you said it. A lot of our clients um, are feeling very frustrated and, and in some ways just feeling a little bit helpless because of all of the disruption they're facing. A lot of the levers they would pull are outside of their control. What we realized in thinking through the problem was that the market dynamic facing supply chain leaders is just qualitatively different than it was before. That period of prolonged disruption had depleted supply chains of their freight, supply, and talent availability to critical lows. But we also saw a potentially predictable, but largely unexpected and strong return of demand. And the gap that emerged between demand and supply was so wide that it ushered in an unfamiliar market dynamic, a supply-constrained one rather than a demand-driven one. So where in the past, customers primarily were asking the question, what do I want? They were now asking a very different question. What can I even get? I think we've experienced that in our own personal lives as we've looked for very specific things that we want for our homes or for our businesses. And we realized that the options in front of us, the the selection choices that we have are very narrow and limited. So that change in the customer posture has triggered a change in the question that enterprises are asking and trying to answer. Instead of identifying a market first and then tailoring products to meet the market's needs, wants, desires, preferences, these enterprises were now working the equation backwards. 
What do we have and to whom can we sell it? And that had consequential changes for the supply chain too, which had the transition from a demand sensing posture to a primarily demand shaping one. The activities the supply chain had to focus on are now more about product modifications, product substitutions, and painfully, oftentimes, product allocations. Supply chains, in a lot of ways, were in the driver's seat and continue to be today of the enterprise's top line in an unfamiliar way. They were driving what to sell, where to sell, and to whom to sell. And your research in in so many ways confirms this change in the environment, hasn't it? We're in a a demand-shaping environment. And your research, from what I understand, found that an increase in price would lower the likelihood of a customer repurchasing from an organization by about 33%. But a decline in supply chain performance showed almost two and a half times that impact. So when supply chain performance declines, customers are 87% less likely to repurchase. Is that right? Yes, that's right. And as you can imagine, that is a pretty scary number facing our supply chain leaders. Most supply chain leaders know their performance has an impact on customer loyalty, but our data actually put a number to the size of that impact. And we certainly found it surprising. It sort of underlined and highlighted the extremely difficult position that we've been talking about. Most supply chain leaders were and are in a very difficult environment. So they're really beholden to not a small number of very impactful factors that are really outside of their control today. So these leaders were looking for an answer to a very important question. In an extremely volatile environment, how can the supply chain best drive customer loyalty? And so that's the research question that we set out to answer with this project. Yeah. And from from what I understand, Susie, the research you did took a bit of a different approach from the research that we normally do. Could you tell us more about the research you did before we get into some of the, the really critical and important findings? Sure, absolutely. Yeah. So what we understood from clients was that they were really looking for upstream levers they could pull to open up supply constraints. Now, of course, supply chain leaders have to do this. They have to get creative. Sometimes they even have to get a little scrappy in order to relieve this pressure. But we were also talking to a lot of clients and we weren't hearing much new or different about what supply chain leaders could do to help themselves. While we did look at the way this supply constrained environment would require supply chain leaders to really adjust their mid to long term strategy to try to get themselves out of this vicious cycle, and we did publish a playbook for that, we also just began to wonder if there was anything on the downstream side that supply chains could do differently to influence customer loyalty, even amid massive disruption and supply constraints. And so that's how we designed the research. We decided to work backwards from customers. We surveyed B2B and B2C customers so that we could quantify how much the supply chain impacts customer loyalty, but we also wanted to know how the supply chain impacts that loyalty. We wanted to find out what customers would reward the supply chain for with their wallets. And so we designed a survey that would tell us that. And we didn't ask just what would they do. We didn't ask just about their attitudinal indicators. Would they purchase from an organization? We actually asked them, did they repurchase from an organization? So we were really able to concretely say what impact in terms of money the supply chain has on customer purchase decisions. And this is really where, um, Susie, I think the findings get really interesting. And 
I think will be pretty surprising for a lot of listeners. Your research showed a few different things. First, that supply chain performance clearly does drive customer loyalty, but you also found that customers want two separate things from the supply chain. Could you tell us a little bit more about those two things? Yeah, we did. We, we found that customers reward supply chains with their wallets for two separate competencies. Typically, supply chain leaders focus on driving customer satisfaction. They rightly presume that customers want first, high quality products, second, delivered on time, third, in a convenient way, and four, when issues do arise, they want the supply chain to correct them thoroughly. And our research confirmed that customers want what supply chain leaders have long been referring to simply as customer satisfaction driven by the supply chain. And our survey showed that they do reward supply chains for that with their wallets. But the other thing we found that customers really want and reward the organization for with their wallets is what we're calling supply chain driven customer enablement. When customers reported in our survey that they took fewer steps to be able to use the products and services they purchased, and when they reported that the packaging, delivery, and customization made their jobs easier, they were also more likely to repurchase from that same organization again. This is such a, a critical finding. I'm not sure that many supply chain leaders are thinking about this idea of supply chain driven customer enablement. And you share in the research a few examples of what enablement looks like and really how it's different from that traditional supply chain focus on driving customer satisfaction. I really liked in particular the example you share in, in the B2C space. A customer is, is ordering custom window blinds for a new home that they've just purchased. Now, satisfaction would focus on making sure that those blinds are high quality and delivered on time, but enablement would ensure that it was easy for the customer to use them, maybe by labeling them with a room and a, a window number on the boxes, even potentially delivering the boxes to the right room. Those are, are really supply chain capabilities that make it easier for the customer to get their job done, to get to actually using the product or service faster, right? Yeah, that's right. So you can think about things like even frustration-free packaging or precision delivery as other examples here. We also shared a B2B example in the research. Think of a surgical medical device company improving delivery, labeling, and packaging to enable their customers. They might package a smaller number of devices, say kneecaps maybe, and those devices already are sterilized to the surgical procedure room. And by doing so, the surgical staff takes less time to get to the right device for a specific patient. The hospital saves in transport and energy costs. And the time needed to repackage and return unused devices also improves the customer's productivity. So enablement really requires the supply chain to add to its focus on its own performance, usually measured in things like OTIF, quality, and cost, to add to that an equally important focus on improving the customer's operational performance, potentially measured by accuracy and error reduction, productivity, improved margins. And they can do that through innovative packaging, customization, and delivery, those unique to the supply chain capabilities. And this is an important shift. Customers begin to find new productivity gains, not just by improving their own efficiencies, but by leveraging their suppliers' supply chain capabilities. And this is why it drives loyalty. Of course, they will want to continue to do business with you because you're making it easier for them to do their work. 
Right. Now, Susie, this still does beg the question, are customer satisfaction and customer enablement both equally important? Or is there maybe one that drives a greater result? So if I'm a CSCO standing in front of the two proverbial levers of customer satisfaction or customer enablement, which one should I be pulling? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question, an important one for our clients to ask, and one that, um, you know, that, that they're, they're going to need to answer for their own organization. Let me share some of the data. I mentioned earlier that customers who were satisfied and customers who were enabled were both more likely to repurchase from the organization, which isn't super surprising. Everybody wants satisfaction and everybody wants to be enabled. But we were able through our survey to quantify the impact that both satisfaction and enablement have on those repurchase decisions. And what we found was that when customers were, were satisfied, they were 30 to 40% more likely to repurchase from the same organization. But enablement had twice the impact. Customers who were enabled were 62% for B2B and 80% for B2C more likely to repurchase from that organization again. That's a really big impact. So to your point, it's an important thing to keep in mind here. Our data does not show that supply chains can just give up on satisfaction. Satisfaction does drive loyalty and our data showed that, but we can see the impact is much smaller by half than that of enablement. So an important realization we had through this research was about that lackluster result from driving satisfaction. In a lot of ways, supply chains have really made a lot of improvements over the past 20 years. So much improvements that the competitive difference between supply chains in terms of satisfaction is almost invisible. Your customers have a hard time differentiating your supply chain capabilities from your competitors. At the same time, the potential for innovation on satisfaction is pretty narrow. 20 years ago, you could go from two-week to two-day or even to two-hour delivery. But imagine what it would cost for you to improve on that two-hour window for delivery. Innovation on that today might require supply chains even to begin to figure out how to deliver yesterday. So it's not so much that customers don't want satisfaction anymore or that they're not willing to reward you for it, but it's more that supply chains can't profitably compete with each other over the drivers of satisfaction anymore. Customer expectations are very high and supply chains have already achieved so much. So a very surprising statistic that we found, especially given the volatile environment we, we are in, was that most customers are already satisfied despite this disruptive environment. Our data showed that 80% of customers were satisfied with quality, delivery, packaging, and even sustainability. So there's just that 20% of customers remaining today who aren't reporting that they're satisfied. So the conclusion here is that profitable competition over satisfaction for supply chains might just be tapped out at the same time that satisfying those customers is now table stakes. It's still important in order to drive loyalty. If supply chains want to compete and innovate profitably in order to drive customer loyalty, they're going to want to add enablement to their customer strategy. In contrast to satisfaction, only 23% of customers in our data set reported being enabled. So there was a lot of room here for improvement in terms of how many customers you could begin to enable. 
Also, the potential for competitive advantage for first movers in the field of enablement is much wider than it is for satisfaction. You can really differentiate your supply chain from your competitors in a more profitable way today. And the potential for innovation is also much broader. There are so many areas across the supply chain in terms of delivery, packaging, labeling, customization, even order management and order fulfillment that are ripe for enablement lens to guide supply chains to develop capabilities that will get them customer loyalty at the end of the day. And the payoff is there. Enablement drives loyalty by two times as much as satisfaction. So the conclusion from our research really was satisfaction today buys entry, but enablement will drive growth. That's fantastic, Susie. So I think this is a great point to to summarize. So this particular supply constrained market that we're in and supply chain's criticality to driving the top line is is unlikely to change in the short to midterm from, from our perspective. And the returns for a supply chain in profitably improving satisfaction is marginal at best if there's really any room for improvement in our current volatile environment. But it seems as if there's an alternative that's actually better at driving results than satisfaction. Customer enablement is is this alternative and it drives loyalty by up to 80% and is two times more effective than satisfaction in driving loyalty. Um, Have I captured that correctly? Yep, that's right. You got it. So the playbook for competitive growth for the supply chain is really what we're saying, a two-step motion, satisfy and enable. Satisfaction is now the table stakes. You have to do it. You've got to make sure you're delivering high quality products on time in a convenient way and that you're resolving those issues thoroughly for your clients when they do come up. But if you're thinking about how you can profitably compete, enablement is the space that you want to be in. And we know that your customers want it. We tested it. They showed us with their wallets that they are willing to reward your organization for delivering it. Wonderful, Susie. I have one last question for you today. The findings that you've shared today are surprising and fascinating and probably slightly mind-altering for certain supply chain leaders. But what are some practical steps that CSCO should be taking in response to them? Sure, Caroline. Yeah, we boiled down the three main activities that we think CSEOs should focus on in order to begin to build a customer enablement strategy for their organization. They're going to have to think about these three things in, to think about their customers in a new and innovative way. The first thing they're going to want to do is to gain direct access to customer voice so that they know what it is customers actually want from them. And they'll have to figure out what their customers' jobs to be done are. The second thing they'll need to do is they'll have to prioritize their customers' performance across the organization, building a culture focused on the customer, aligning metrics and KPIs appropriately, and then measuring for enablement, making sure they have a really good outcome variable, a good metric that will tell them if they're being successful at it. And then lastly, they'll have to make enablement profitable. And of course, this is top of mind for all CSEOs, especially in this inflationary environment. They're going to need to prioritize opportunities for enablement, and they're going to have to make sure they can scale it through segmentation and partner with their commercial partners and their customers to create joint value to make sure that they're getting a return on that investment. Fantastic, Susie. So what we've learned today is that enablement is is really where we can create a competitive advantage for the supply chain organization, but it's going to require us to to think about what our customers want and need in new and innovative ways and and 
uh, actually identify the jobs to be done. Susie, thank you so much for joining us today and taking us through some really fascinating insights on how supply chain can influence the customer experience in a volatile environment. The report that covers these insights in depth is accessible to clients via the link in the show notes or by simply going to Gartner.com and searching for a new competitive growth strategy for the CSCO, customer loyalty through supply chain enablement. Finally, if you've enjoyed our show, please be sure to go to Gartner.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you've listened to our podcast and give us a five-star rating as well as subscribe to make sure you never miss an episode. Thank you all again for tuning in. I'm Caroline Chumakov, and we'll see you next time. Please subscribe and share the episode with your colleagues. Thank you for listening. Gartner Podcasts are a production of Gartner, the world's leading research and advisory company, equipping executives across the enterprise with indispensable insight, advice, and tools to achieve their mission-critical priorities. You can learn more at Gartner.com. All content in Gartner Podcasts is owned by Gartner and cannot be repurposed or reproduced without Gartner's consent. Gartner is an impartial, independent analyst of business and technology. This content should not be construed as a Gartner endorsement of any enterprise's product or services. All content provided by other speakers is expressly the views of those speakers and their organizations. 